This is Parrot Talk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringTheFaith.com Good morning and happy Tuesday. It is the 26th day of the ninth month of the year of our Lord 2023. I'm going to play you a shocking video. Don't go anywhere. This is what happens to you in the United States of America if you don't have your papers, your papeles with you. If you haven't asked the government for permission to operate a motor vehicle, if you haven't paid the fine, if you have not demonstrated your capability to do that thing, This is what may happen to you. This is in a small town in Oklahoma. Y'all might want to hold on to your hats. It's better if you don't even watch it. Audio only on this is just fine. This is how quickly things can escalate when you have an encounter with a law enforcement officer in the United States of America, the USSA. Well, I did issue for a defective equipment. It's $80. Uh, you have till September what? 16th to take care of this. Uh, get you to sign there with the excess. So you don't even give a warning for this? You've been driving around for six months like that. I'm truthful. Well, I'm not going to give you a warning for something you've been driving for six months. But- You don't want to sign it? No, because I don't think that I deserve to pay $80 for something that is fixable and I can fix it. That's all you want. Go ahead, step out of the car. Why? Because you're under arrest. Step out. Step out of the vehicle. Step out. Step out. I'm giving you a lawful order to step out. You be fair with me and I'll be fair with you. Step out. No. You're under arrest. No, I'm not. I'm placing you under arrest. Step you out. You are full of because you're not placing me under no arrest. Do not, do not oh, take shut off. Shut up and give me that and I'll sign it. Step out. No. no we're beyond that. You want Step me to out. There she goes. She's driving. She's saying, you know what? I'm not paying your stupid $80 road tax, Mr. Uniform Tax Collector. Well, he's got her pulled Get over. Get out of the car. His gun Get is drawn. His gun is drawn on Get this woman. Get out of the car. She is not a threat to Get anyone. Get out of the car. Get out of the car. Get out of the car. You better leave me. Now he's dragging her out of the car. He's throwing her on the ground. Put your hands behind your back. Put your hands behind your back. No. Now. Now he's pulling out a taser. And she's down. Put your hands behind your back. He's tasing her. Put your hands behind your back. He's tasing her. Lay down and put your hands behind your back. She's crying. Now. No, you will not. You're going to get it again. He's tasing her. He's tasing this woman. Over a vehicle registration, ladies and gentlemen. Now he's handcuffing her. A vehicle registration in these United States. You didn't have the right papers with you. I'm sorry, citizen. You did not have. Do you realize you just got yourself in a whole lot more trouble? What? For running? Oh, I didn't run. I didn't run. I told you you weren't going to arrest me. I pulled in here thinking that you would have gone. You hurt? Yeah, I'm hurt. What hurts? Everything. All right, I got EMS on the way to St. Tite. You got a what on the way? I got an ambulance on the way to check you out. Ambulance? I don't need an ambulance. Well, you got tased, so they got to check you out. You did you not got have tased. to taser me. You wouldn't comply. You wouldn't get out. And then you tried to kick me. So, Why? yes, I did. Yeah, I tried to kick you because yeah. I'm a country girl. Because, no, I and didn't. you got like tased because of it. There she goes. That was actually the dumbest thing she said right there, was I did try to kick you. Never admit anything to an officer of the law. Let me just tell y'all a little secret. You are not required to answer any questions of any law enforcement officers in these United States. You can give them your name, and you can furnish your identification. That's it. Uh, I'm sorry, officer. I can't answer that question. I've been advised by my attorney that I am not to answer any questions without my attorney present. If I am suspected of a crime, please inform me of that crime. Otherwise, I can't answer your questions. 
If you insist on asking me questions, you are in violation of the law, sir. You may not ask me a question without my attorney present. Period. You may not ask me a question. You are in violation of the law. You're committing a crime, Mr. Officer. You are committing a crime. You don't get to ask me anything. This is the kind of country where if you don't have the right papers, if you don't present your paperwork correctly, you will be tasered. You will be chased at high speeds, humiliated, manhandled, thrown out of the car, handcuffed, thrown on the ground. And you'll be in a lot of trouble, ladies and gentlemen. You will be in a lot of trouble if you don't ask permission and don't have the right paperwork to do the things you're supposed to do. You don't have the right paperwork to fly on an airplane and you try to get on anyway, guess what? You probably committed a federal crime. You want to go from point A to point B and the government has locked you down or like in Hawaii said you can't go back to your house? you might have committed a big boy crime. You see, we don't live in a country of laws. We live in a country of force. The quote-unquote law enforcement officers should really just be renamed the force enforcement officers or just the enforcement officers. What are they enforcing? Whatever they want to enforce. They're not law enforcement officers. They're just enforcement officers. They are enforcing whatever the hell it is that they come up with in their minds. They are enforcing whatever it is that King Biden or King Trump comes up with in their minds. Little Fauci. Locking you down. Telling you that you are non-essential. If you're a non-essential citizen, get back in your house right now. Stay home and stay scared. Take the vaccine or else you can't have a job. Wear the face covering or else you cannot transact in this economy. This is a harmless, somewhat overweight, 50 or 60 year old woman whose life is going to be destroyed now. Because she had the audacity to say, you know what, officer, this is BS. You're going to find me $80 because I didn't get a piece of paperwork renewed. I've been living in this country functioning as an adult for 60 years. I've been driving for 40 years. I'm going to work. Leave me alone. Go hunt down the real criminals, you uniformed tax collecting buffoon go look for a murderer go stop any of the wanton criminality happening in these united states anywhere in the country in any city in the country it's happening everywhere these animals these uncaged animals are out there committing crimes Usually acts of violence, usually acts of racial violence, but we're not allowed to say that because it's blacks committing violence to white people randomly in the streets. That's not racism. There's no marches for that. There's nobody taking a knee for that. And these law enforcement officers aren't concerned with that. They're concerned with a 60-year-old woman driving her truck down the road, didn't even break any laws. Was she pulled over for speeding? No. Did she change lanes without signaling? No. Was she driving aggressively? No. Did she break any other motor vehicle laws? No. Was she threatening anybody? No. She didn't have her papers. She didn't have her papeles. Excuse me, I need to see your papers. Is there anything as communist as that? Uh, You need to have papers. Where are the papers that say that you can drive from A to B? Where are your government-issued papers? 
Uh, what do you got to do to get the government-issued papers? Well, you pay for them. You buy the papers. Oh, so you mean it's just a matter of, like, a financial transaction? Yes, it's a financial transaction. You mean, so like a bribe? I prefer to call it a tax. So I, if I bribe you, you'll give me these papers? Yes, if you pay your fee, your fines, your taxes, will give you the papers. So if I don't get my papers, you're going to what? Arrest me? Well, first we're going to chase you down. We're going to drag you out of your car. We're going to tase you. Then we're going to put the whole thing on Twitter. To humiliate you. So it's a bribe then, right? It's extortion. If I pay you the money, I can drive. If I don't pay you the money, you're going to ruin my life and put me out on social media. Yes, that is what we will do. We're the government and we're here to solve your problems. We're here to keep you safe, to serve and protect. And so-called conservatives like Juanita Broderick. Remember Juanita Broderick? She claims to have been raped by Bill Clinton. Looking at her, I find that to be very unlikely. But Juanita Broderick is one of the quote-unquote heroines of the quote-unquote conservative or Republican cause. Juanita Broderick is the one who tweeted this video and says, This has to be the stupidest woman on earth. Well, Juanita, you were hanging out with Bill Clinton, so what does that say about you? Maybe you're the stupidest woman on earth. Can you imagine a country where even the so-called cucktard Republicans believe that it is permissible for a guy to tase a woman? To tase a woman in broad daylight because she wasn't placing her arms behind her back in perfect submission to you exactly as you demanded it. In the moment that you demanded it. Was she threatening you, officer? No. Did she pull a gun? No. Did she have a weapon? No. So why did you tase her? She wasn't complying. Because compliance is mandatory. You will comply, citizen. You will absolutely comply. Period. End of story. This is Paratalk here on the Crusade Channel. Live talk radio the way it should be. As a general reminder, you can email me at restoringthefaithmedia at gmail.com. This show is broadcast every single day, Monday to Friday. Well, that is whenever I don't have the black lung. 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. And I just want you guys to so know I'm something. Again. Biden is running again. And he knew what to do with this economy. And you may have noticed a lot of people are focused on my age. Well, I get it. Believe me. I know better than anyone. But there's something else I know. When I came to office, and this nation was flat on its back. I knew what to do. I vaccinated the nation and rebuilt the economy. The nation was flat on its back, so I vaccinated it. And I rebuilt the economy. I vaccinated it, and I rebuilt the economy. You know, we normally do the groomer segment in part two, the second segment. I normally talk about groomers after the break, but I just can't help myself. This is the best groomer response of all time. Hey, I just met you. I'm so excited. Heard you're a groomer. Oh, it's going to so be good. So here's your millstone. Good, good luck, loser. loser. It's hard to look right when you're a pervert. So take your millstone. No kids will get hurt. Gotta get these fools into the bottom of the ocean. Down in the ocean. Alongside that titan sub. Gotta get these guys down to the bottom of the ocean. Throw them in the ocean. With that titanic sub. Mayor of this city. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're about to hear the most bad A mayor. He walks in to a school board meeting 
and he lays down the gauntlet. This is Milstonia, okay? I just want you to know that this man listens to the podcast here. By the way, this is a podcast. And for the most part, a big chunk of this show is a free podcast, the new Christendom Daily Podcast. Check it out wherever podcasts are available and share it with your friends, would you please? Could you do that for humanity? For the sake of your friends and family, could you make a Facebook post on the new Christendom Podcast? Check this guy out. He listens. He's a member of Milstonia. He might even be a cabinet member. Earl, members of the board, my name is Craig Schubert. I'm the mayor of this city. It has come to my attention that your educators are distributing essentially what is child pornography in the classroom. I've spoken to a judge this evening. She's already confirmed that. So I'm going to give you a simple choice. You either choose to resign from this Board of Education or you will be charged. Thank you. He walks out like a boss. This guy walks out like a boss. A mayor shows up to a school board meeting and says, I've had enough of this. Get the child pornography out of the classroom. You're all responsible. If you don't resign, I will charge you. I will charge you with the distribution of child pornography, the aiding and abetting of the destruction of the innocence of the children of my town because I care about the innocence of the children in my town. This is the most boss move the only thing I like, I, no, I don't want to sound ungrateful. I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, it could have been better if you would have thrown a more perfect spiral. If you would have pointed your toes, it would have been an even better athletic achievement as you're like critiquing the gold medalist or the Super Bowl winning quarterback. Listen, I'm not trying to be the guy that says, well, I would have done it better. I'm just saying if I could conceive of a slightly better version of this. The only way to punch this up, just a little bit, just a hair. If you just wanted to put a little icing on the cake, a small embellishment, just a little bit of zest to it. I would have walked in there as the mayor with a shotgun and killed every single school board member and said, that's what you get for distributing child pornography. Now, who wants to run for school board in my town? That's, I'm not asking for a lot, okay? I'm just saying if you wanted to just slightly improve it just a little bit, if you wanted a few more hits on social media, some more shares, some more oomph, if you wanted to get a news story around this, I would have walked in with a shotgun and blasted every single one of those faggot, disgusting school board members distributing, supporting child pornography. Every groomer should be shot in the face or cast into the ocean with a millstone around his neck because that is exactly what our Lord described that should happen to them. It's an act of mercy. It really is. It is an act of mercy, ladies and gentlemen, to... Millstone, the groomers. And by the way, it's not just the groomers who deserve the great millstone. No, it is not just they who groom children who are deserving of the great millstone. On the other side of this break, I'm going to play you a video from Father James Altman. He has something to say about the millstone. I got to tell you, I know Father Altman. I don't know if he's listening to this radio station, but I have a feeling he probably is. I'm pretty sure that Father James Altman is aware of Millstonia. In fact, I'm going to prove it to you on the other side of this break. You don't want to miss it. Don't go anywhere. This is Paratoc here on the Crusade Channel live talk radio the way it should be we will be right back welcome back to the program paratalk here on the crusade channel live talk radio the way it should be you know we were talking about millstones in the first segment 
And quite oftentimes, I will save the millstone segment for the second segment. Today, we have a very special video from a very special priest, Father James Altman, who is most likely a fan of this radio show. And he's talking about the great millstone. And I'm going to play you. This is just a teaser that he put out. There's a longer video. I don't have time to watch the video with you, the whole thing. But this is just a teaser that the great Father James Altman has put out. It's called The Great Millstone, a tribute to Mike Parrott and Parrott Talk. Well, that second part may not be true. Other family, today we are going to consider Jesus' teaching on the Great Millstone as it applies to Jorge Bergoglio and how the best... People get mad at me because they say I'm just angry all the time, but the best thing we could do would be to tie the great millstone around Jorge Bergoglio's neck and throw him into the deep blue Mediterranean Sea. So before we address this great millstone applied to Jorge Bergoglio, let us begin with a gospel passage quoting St. John the Baptist, who was imprisoned and martyred 2,000 years ago just for standing up for traditional marriage. Let us pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In those days, John the Baptist appeared preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was of him that the prophet Isaiah had spoken when he said, A voice of one crying out in the desert, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Okay, all right, so the biggest criticism on the socials from the enemies of Father Altman, the biggest criticism from the enemies of Father Altman are that he's smiling. Why is he smiling? People are like, why are you happy about the millstone? It seems like the millstone brings you joy. Now, granted, he is discussing tying a millstone around Jorge Bergoglio's neck. By the way, Father Ullman pronounces it Bergoglio. In Italian, that second G would be silent, so it is Bergoglio. Uh, the one person out there on Earth who has made this point very clear is, uh, well, the, the preeminent theologian, if not saint of our time, the new Saint Augustine, uh, the sodomite uh, named uh, 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 Gary the Fairy Michael Voris. Gary the Fairy has made it clear that Father Altman doesn't pronounce Bergoglio's name correctly, and that is the reason why you shouldn't listen to Father Altman. Of course, uh, we're all supposed to forget the fact that Gary the Fairy propped up Father Altman. He platformed him. He made him famous. Uh, he took him under his wing. He made him the host of the Vortex. Altman has now come out as a sedi vacantist, claiming that Jorge Bergoglio, in his words, is not the reigning pontiff of the Catholic Church, that the seat is currently vacant. In uh, Father Altman's assessment, the last real legitimate pope was benedict the 16th now it's unclear as to whether or not father altman's theory is that uh that that benedict the 16th was secretly the pope until the end of his life or that he was the pope until his resignation or whether or not maybe there was an irregularity with the election of jorge bergoglio or if jorge bergoglio was was uh, legitimately elected and then later on lost the papacy due to uh, overt heresy. We don't get to ask these questions of uh, Father Altman because he's not going to be taking these questions. He's not going to be super-duper specific with his version of Sedivicontism, his theory. Um, most Sedivicontists are sort of like uh, CrossFitters. Have you ever met a CrossFitter or someone who's from Texas for example, they tell you within the first 15 seconds, I do CrossFit, or I'm from Texas, or I'm a vegan, or I'm a transy, and it's they, them. It's the same thing. People with they, them pronouns let you know in the first 15 seconds. 
People from Texas let you know they're from Texas. By the way, I'm from Texas. Uh, People who do CrossFit, by the way, I've done CrossFit. I kind of like it, will tell you that. Um, People who have weird, weird uh, dietary restrictions are often pretty forward about that. Oh, by the way, I'm a vegan. I'm a vegan CrossFitter from Texas, and it's they, them. And in the same way, most scientific contests I know will let you know up front, like, I'm a scientific contest, and here's my theory. I I, I, I support the, the uh, Casachisium theorem or whatever it's called. I, I, I am actually a Sanbornite. No, I'm CMRI, and I'm not in communion with the Sanbornites because they're not Catholic and they're, nobody, they're not going to hell. Um, I'm actually a Benny Vicantis or, you know, or I actually go back to John Paul or I'm a 1968. They all have their own various theories and they're very anxious to share those theories with you. Most Benny Vicantis are. Um, but bucking the trend would be Father James Altman, whose version of Benny Vicantism and theory of it um, is not really open for debate because it's not really uh, openly defined, and um, that seems to be okay with most of his followers because nobody really questions it. The thing that really people are questioning, the thing that really gets them, is the fact that he seems to be smiling at the thought of tying a great millstone around the neck of Jorge Bergoglio and tossing him into the Mediterranean Sea. <laughs> He's very joyful when he says it. There's like, he's literally smiling. He's smiling. It's kind of weird. Ladies and gentlemen, this is such a, ah, such an interesting time to be alive in the USSA, the United States of America, or the Anglosphere, wherever you're listening to the Crusade Channel. You can listen to the Crusade Channel and become a Founders Pass member. You go to crusadechannel.com slash parrot. Two R's, two T's, P-A-R-R-O-T-T. Use promo code PARROT, P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And I am quite certain that His Eminence, His Excellency, the one and only King Dude, will extend some kind of benevolence from his dictator seat to you if you would just but appease the man and go to crusadechannel.com slash parrot, two R's, two T's, and type in my last name, as your promo code. This section brought to you by the Founders Trading Post. Shop.mikechurch.com That's shop.mikechurch.com Now, I happen to know, and I don't know if the King Dude knows that I know this, but I think he knows that I know that he knows that I know, so I don't mind spilling the beans to you. I happen to know that the King Dude set some cigars to my good friend, colleague, fellow Rundown host, and fellow Crusade Channel host, Ryan Grant. And I happen to know that Ryan Grant smoked said cigars and was pleasantly surprised by them. And I happen to know that if you were to go to shop.mikechurch.com, you too could enjoy those same self-same cigars, which have been shared by His Eminence, His Grace, His Excellency, the one and only the King Dude, with my colleague, my rundown co-host, and my fellow radio host here on the Crusade Channel, Ryan Grant. Now, if you were to ask moi, if you were to ask me, yours truly, you know, this show, your favorite 10 a.m. show, Central Standard Time, of course... If I have had the same privilege, pleasure, and honor, I would not be able to answer the question in the affirmative. Alas, His Eminence, His Grace, His Excellency has sought fit to deprive yours truly of that, uh, well, that special honor of smoking the King Dude's personally labeled, personally rolled cigars, but someday I'm trying to save up, I'm scratching the pennies together, I'm putting them into the piggy bank, free from the grasp of usury, so-called, and someday, once I can rub a few nickels together, I intend to go to shop.mikechurch.com myself and sample these uh, illustrious sticks of 
uh, uh, tobacco-y goodness, which, uh, which can only be found in the Founders Trading Post. So Biden and Trump are both walking the picket line. UAW, United Auto Workers, are on strike. It looks like the Hollywood strike may be coming to an end. That could happen today, later today. That's sort of breaking news late last night, early this morning. It looks like the writer's strike may be coming to an end. Some in the audience. Now, I don't think very many people in this audience are addicted to their televisions, but some may be, and some may be wondering where their favorite sitcom is or late night uh, comedy show. The summer's over. It's time to get on with our new seasons for things. Where are the new seasons of things? There's nothing to watch right now. By the way, Nikki Haley moving into second place. According to one poll... Nikki Haley, right behind Trump in New Hampshire. Nikki Haley has been propped up by Fox News. She has become the establishment anti-Trump candidate. Lots of money behind her. And her most famous words so far are, it is not that Israel needs the United States of America, it's that the United States of America needs Israel. We need them more than they need us. Do you understand what that means? We have to fight in Ukraine. Uh, what are you talking about? I don't understand what you're saying by that. You heard what I'm saying. We have to support Israel because we need them more than they need us. We need them. Do you understand that? We need them. The dam is broken against Russell Brand. Police are now receiving a, quote, number of allegations of sexual assault involving Russell Brand. It's funny how these things come in waves. You know, a man can live his life free from these sorts of things. But once he questions the military-industrial complex and big pharma and big education and big government, once he questions those things, suddenly he's a rapist. And you're going to have to believe it. You're just going to have to suck it up and accept it. Tucker Carlson was not allowed by the United States government to interview President Vladimir Putin of Russia. Yes, you heard that right. Tucker Carlson was banned by your United States government from interviewing Putin. In other words, we don't want an independent, renegade, uncontrollable journalist asking questions of our enemies. You will accept that he is our enemy. You will just accept that because we tell you so. We are the government and we get to define who is and is not the enemy. That's it. Period. End of story. You don't get to question it whatsoever. You don't get to hear from him. And you certainly do not get to react. Do you understand? Okay, uh, the latest reality show to hit the television waves. I think it's mostly in Europe, but it might be coming to the United States. It's called Naked Attraction. Uh, It's an entirely nude dating show. It's where naked people, people are just naked the whole time, and they're quote-unquote dating. So they are they are uh, they are nudes. It's pornography on television. Well, it's HBO, so you pay for it. HBO gives the appearance of a trusted family brand. It hosts Harry Potter and Sesame Street. <laughs> but HBO is actually a porn channel. 
Oh, imagine that they would mix Sesame Street and porn. Who would ever do that? Certainly not a groomer. Groomer would never do that. Uh, Trump is ratcheting up his claims. You know, Trump claimed that he would build the wall. He Trump that he, he he claimed that he would lock her up. He didn't build the wall. He built some of it. He didn't lock her up or practically anybody. He didn't even lock up the St. George Floyd protesters. He allowed the St. George Floyd protesters to tear the country apart in the summer of rage. But now he's vowing to take airwaves away from Comcast. He's vowing to investigate MSNBC for, for treason. He's vowing to execute General Milley. I'm just not sure that he can make good on any of these shocking election promises. Uh, he is doing pretty good in the polls. You know, this week we're supposed to have a Republican presidential debate. Breaking news. It appears as though Governor Moonbat Gavin Newsom, who's widely considered to be the backup choice in case fake Catholic usurper in chief Joe Biden is unable to run or asked to step aside or if he resigns or whatever it is. Nobody wants Kamala Harris, the demon. Heals up Harris, not going to work. So Gavin Newsom is the uh, logical on deck. Gavin Newsom has agreed to debate... Ron DeSanctimonious. Ron DeSanctimonious and Governor Moonbat, formerly of... Well, he is of California, but formerly uh, uh, facially impaired. He had the Bell's palsy for a time after taking one of his booster shots that he forced everyone to take. Governor Moonbat, former, former mayor of San Francisco who, by the way, thought nothing of sleeping with his best friend's wife. His best friend was his campaign manager, and he slept with his best friend's wife, admitted it, and still became governor of California. <laughs> because that's the kind of guy that he is. If you're his best friend, his best friend, he will try to sleep with your wife. But you know what? At least he's straight. You know, at least it's a natural relationship. And, and I don't know, it goes a little bit of a distance in a place like California. Trump's legal battles are heating up. The jurors named in Georgia, their names are going to be kept secret. Of course, those names will leak, especially anybody who is pro-Trump. Those names will leak. And of course, uh, their houses will be doxxed. That's what news organizations do, like Cheesedale. And Gary the Ferry, the uh, diaper fag, Michael Voris, uh, he likes to dox people and then brag about it online. Shockwaves expected to be sent through the system as oil could hit $150 a barrel. Shockwaves um, just in time for what's supposed to be the fall slowdown. You know, this is the time of year where the pump is not supposed to be so expensive, ladies and gentlemen. You all ex sort of expect it. You've been trained, Pavlovian dogs that you are. You have been trained to expect that the price of oil spikes in the summertime when everybody's driving around, going on road trips, going places, but you are not supposed to see oil at $150 in October, that's not supposed to be a thing, but it is a thing. And, uh, well, I guess we can thank fake Catholic usurper in chief Joe Biden. Maybe when Trump gets in, he'll say drill, baby, drill, because it's that easy to just flip on some magically uh, 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 un, uh, unfinished or non-existent pipelines. It's that easy to build a refinery. When's the last time a new refinery has been built in the United States? I think it's been at least one or two generations. We don't build refineries here. Just drill, baby, drill. He'll, he'll bring the price of oil down just by government fiat. You see, you're not supposed to admit that you live in a communist country where one government might say, by fiat, I want the price of oil to go up, and it goes up. 
And another comes in and says, I want the price of oil to go down. And it goes down by fiat, by mere command. You're not supposed to notice that that's not really a free market. If a tyrant comes into the White House and commands the price of oil to go either up or down with the stroke of his pen, the stroke of his chin, his chinny chin chin, and the word, the command from his lips, and the entire global market moves in that direction, you're not supposed to think to yourself, hmm, is this the free market? Is that how it works? (laughs) Oh, man. Hillary Clinton is back in the news. She warns Joe Biden in a private meeting that third-party candidates could prove disastrous for him. As she calls the situation, quote, pretty effing concerning. Hillary Clinton privately warned President Joe Biden to take third-party challengers seriously. She lost the 2016 election in part because Green Party Jill Stein siphoned off some of her potential votes. Yes, everybody blame Jill Stein. Biden could face Green Party candidate Cornell West. Everyone's heard of Cornell West, right? You just did for the first time. So did I. And a moderate, no labels endorsed candidate. You got to take these things seriously. Now, how do we know that this meeting happened and how is it getting leaked to the Daily Mail? We have no idea. This is all controlled. By the way, Trump was holding a Glock yesterday and it was pretty cool. He asked to buy one. We're not sure if he actually could buy one or not. <laughs> well, he was in South Carolina. Don't to buy a handgun. Don't you have to live in that state? Come on. He's like, I want one. I want to buy one. Putin now being accused of anti-Semitism. Well, is that because he's at war with a Jew? Putin denigrates Zelensky's Jewish roots, supposedly. Quote, the Western masters, Putin told Russian television, growing visibly angry, put a person at the head of modern Ukraine, an ethnic Jew with Jewish roots with Jewish origins, to cover up the anti-human essence that is the foundation of the modern Ukrainian state and the glorification of Nazism. Things are really interesting when you look at the Russia and Ukraine thing. Because it's very true that there are, in fact, neo-Nazi units and members in Ukraine fighting for Ukraine. And it's very true that Russians historically don't really like Nazis. Remember, it was Hitler who invaded Russia. Remember, it was the United States that came to their aid. It was the United States that fought against those pesky Nazis alongside the Ruskies. So in Russia, to call someone a Nazi is very bad. It means that they're basically a traitorous German occupying force. And that's more or less why he refers to Zelensky as a Nazi. But he's not referring to a Nazi insofar as he's not calling him a Nazi because he's an anti-Semite or anti-Jewish or because he's going to build Auschwitz and the, the six million. The six million. Can we just take a moment of silence for the six million? Just for a second. Try to calm down and be respectful, ladies and gentlemen. We need to commemorate the six million. No, he's not calling him a Nazi because he thinks that Zelensky is going to exterminate six million Jews as if that were ever possible in the history of the world or could ever happen in any future contingency ever. That's not why he's calling him a Nazi. He's calling him a Nazi because that is a way in the Russian mind to categorize someone as a military aggressor, an occupying force, someone allied with the West. Germany is the West. Russia is the East. Russia goes its own way. 
They're not aligned with continental Europe. Okay? So when they call someone a Nazi, that is hearkening back to the imagery of an invading force that marches into St. Petersburg. And it gets picked up on Western news because we're like, oh, yeah, he's calling them a Nazi. And Nazis are bad because of the Jew thing. Two totally separate reasons to hate Nazis. On this side of the pond, we hate Nazis because of the alleged things that may or may not have happened, according to the history books, which you're not allowed to question. For those of you, by the way, who have a wood-burning stove in your living room, let's say, you know how much fuel it takes to heat the stove to the point of heating the living room just 5 or 10 degrees. You know how much energy it takes to heat a room just 5 or 10 degrees. How much coal, how much wood, how much energy, how much fire, flame, heat. Radiating heat to raise the temperature of the room by 5 or 10 degrees. Now, if a human corpse, let's say, were to incinerate at, uh, I don't know, 2,000 degrees, 3,000 degrees, 4,000 degrees... You're talking about a whole lot of coal, a whole lot of energy. Let's just presume that you're in a multi-front war. You are fighting on your east and your west. Oh, and by the way, to the south, too, in Africa. You are fighting a multi-front world war. Are you going to divert your precious coal to heating rooms to 3,000 degrees for two solid hours in order to incinerate one human body? Is that what you're going to use your coal to do? If you are, I say you deserve to lose. I say you're a fool. You're not a very good steward of your resources. For anybody that knows what I'm talking about, look, some people just don't do campfires. Some people don't have a lot of experience with flames. Some people don't understand thermodynamics or physics whatsoever. Some of y'all out there don't even know how to start a fire. And I feel for you. Some of you, however, have cooked food on fires. Some of you have heated your houses like I do with fire. And if you've heated your household in a Missouri winter when temperatures go below zero with wood, you know just how much wood it takes every hour to maintain sweater weather inside your house. Now try to imagine the amount of wood or coal or whatever fuel... Jet fuel, I don't care how much of it would you need to make your house 3,000 degrees for one full hour so that you could incinerate some human bodies. I'm just asking you to just ponder that. I'm not denying anything. I'm not making a claim of any kind. I am just telling you how the math and the physics and the science works, okay? In my experience... And in yours, I'm, uh, I'm not denying anything. I'm not making any special claims. I'm not trying to be controversial. I'm not being tongue in cheek. I'm just asking you, if you were to try to take a room and make it burn at 3000 degrees, the whole room for one full hour, how many trees would you have to chop down? And wouldn't you bet, wouldn't you be better off using that fuel to say, I don't know, Fight a world war? Seems to me that that would be the case. So no, when Putin calls Zelensky a Nazi and the West picks up on it, that actually is, well, it's sort of another thing. But it is interesting, though, ladies and gentlemen, that Putin refers 
to the Western Masters. Quote, the Western Masters, Putin told Russian television, growing visibly angry. The Western Masters put a person at the head of modern Ukraine, an ethnic Jew with Jewish roots, with Jewish origins. To cover up the anti-human essence that is the foundation. I can't believe that Tucker Carlson is not allowed to interview this man. I cannot fathom that we claim to live in a free society. A country that is the land of the free and the home of the brave. And a simple guy with a big Twitter account is not allowed to interview Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia. I cannot believe that we live in a country that would suppress this interview. Oh, wait. Yes, I can. In fact, I can and do believe it. Because you're not allowed to say the things that Vladimir Putin says. You're not allowed to think the thoughts that he thinks. And you're certainly not allowed to do the math that I just laid out for you. You wood-burning stove owners out there, you know what I'm talking about. Send me an email, restorethefaithmedia at gmail.com. If you have managed to heat your house to 2,000 degrees for one hour, God bless you. Thank you for listening. This is Paratalk on the Crusade Channel, live talk radio the way it should be. And I will see you on Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. Central. This is Paratalk. Brought to you by Restoring the Faith Media. RestoringTheFaith.com